Yo, what's up? My name is Ryan and welcome to Tampa Carry Radio. I am super excited. Uh, this is the very first episode and I thought for this first episode that I would start off by sharing a little bit about how I got started. Like how did I start going down this path to really pursue becoming an expert in the world of concealed carry? You know, from a very young age, I always wanted to get a concealed carry permit the day, the moment that I turned 21. However, everybody around me said that it was a really bad idea. You see, I had, and still to this day, have an anger issue. Uh, Back in the day, it doesn't have much anymore, but in the back in the day, I used to get into a road rage fight every time I drove my car. My friends and family would tell me that I simply did not need a gun and that the way to keep myself safe was to avoid bad areas of town and to simply not put myself into a dangerous situation. Then at the age of 23, I made a massive mistake. I married a Canadian. Now I'm just joking. Uh, Tiffany and I have been married for 13 years. I love her very much, but in the beginning, Uh, She was convinced that if I had a gun, I was going to get into a massive fistfight, end up killing some random dude, and spend the rest of my life in prison. Now, I'm sure most of you know by now, I guess you don't because this is a podcast, right? But uh, in real life, I am pretty skinny, and I am definitely way too skinny for prison. Let me tell you that. Bad stuff is going to happen to me in there. Now, because of this, I kind of just came to the conclusion that, you know, a firearm just wasn't for me. Everybody's telling me not to do it. Everybody's telling me it's a bad idea. So I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna avoid it. Then in 2009, something happened. I had my daughter Paisley and it was really awesome to be a new dad. I've got this new uh, little creature staring up at me. And it was in that moment, that split second, that I developed a deep desire uh, to really protect these two people in my life, Tiffany and uh, my daughter Paisley. However, at the same time, I was still really afraid of having a firearm because I was afraid that I would misuse it. I was afraid that I would lose control, do something stupid, and end up in prison, right? And I think that's a common fear for a lot of people today. Now, I remember it like it was yesterday. This is the moment when everything changed in my life. It was a hot July morning in Florida. Uh, The air was sticky, it was humid, and we were just arriving at our church. Now, Tiffany was volunteering in the children's area, and I walked over to the main church building to sit in service. Now, I was sitting towards the back of the room. I was listening to the pastor speak. It was already, you know, 20, 30 minutes into the service. And all of a sudden, a man walked in wearing a leather trench coat. Now, this guy kind of appeared to be disheveled. Uh, He appeared to be unkept. And he just had like a nervous, kind of stressed look on his face. Now, the man began walking down the far right-hand side of the aisle, and he he started jiggling doorknobs, and and like some of the rooms that were unlocked, he would look inside and obviously didn't find what he was looking for, and then he'd shut the door. 
then this guy walked up to an emergency exit that was very clearly labeled alarms will sound and the guy pushed it open right in front of you know a thousand plus people this guy opened and set off this big alarm now the alarms were such a high pitch sound like i can almost hear that annoying sound in my head right now you know the strobe lights are flashing people began running some people dove underneath the chairs and they were hiding now honestly everybody in the room was a little bit on edge we may have overreacted just a little bit because a week prior to this incident a man walked into a church service uh, up north somewhere he walked right up to the pastor pulled out a gun and shot the pastor in the chest pastor was dead instantly and you know just imagine when a tragedy or something like this happens really that's all you hear about on tv and on the news for several weeks so for this entire week leading up to this moment in my life this is what we have been hearing about and now it appeared to be happening to us now as i was watching this man jiggle the handles and he's peeking inside of the rooms i felt a hard slap on my left shoulder it was a senior staff member of the church mary and she said ryan we think this guy is an active shooter the police have been called but i need you to run to the children's building and tell them what is happening and secure the building so i immediately jumped up and began running just as this creepy ass guy opened up that emergency exit. Now, let me take a step back for just a minute and kind of uh, tell you about the size of this church. Now, each Sunday, we would have about two church services in the morning, and each church service would have about 1,500 to 2,000 people. So when I talk about the children's area, I'm not talking about like 25 kids sitting in a room playing Legos. Uh, for each service, we would easily have 300 children, uh, 150 to 200 volunteers. I mean, the kids area was massive, absolutely massive. So I got to the kids area and I began immediately locking doors. I started placing guards on the doors because I was afraid that a little kid would hear a knock on the door and then just open it, right? So these are the kind of doors that when you lock them, you can still open it from the inside, just not the outside. So I was terrified a little kid was gonna hear a knock and decide to just push it open. So I placed guards and myself and a few other guys decided to guard the main entrance, which if you've been to a church lately, this was an entire wall made of glass. Now, I remember standing next to this wall. Uh, I'm out of breath. I've been running around the building. I'm screaming and telling people what to do. And I'm standing there thinking to myself, what the hell am I going to do if this madman shoots through the glass? So I start, began digging through some boxes looking for a weapon. Now, ha have any of you ever looked for a weapon at a church? Yeah, I, I didn't think so. It is pretty challenging to say the least. Now, the only weapon that I could find was a Bic pen. So I remember looking at this pen and thinking to myself, this is it, Ryan, this is it. 
Jesus needs you to kill this dude with a pen. This is it, baby. Gotta do it for Jesus. Then moments later, the cops arrived and this guy was arrested. Now, the man admitted to the police that he was there to steal and rob the offering. And then the police found a handgun, it was a Beretta, inside of his waistband. Now, in my opinion, if you're bringing a handgun to a church and your goal is to rob the offering, you're probably willing to use that gun. It was at this moment that I realized that I had made a costly mistake. I thought that I could simply avoid a violent attack, but I was not ready for the violent attacker to come looking for me. You see, I thought that I could simply avoid going to a bad neighborhood and that was gonna be enough and I wouldn't have to deal with these kind of problems. While I was standing next to this wall holding this pen, uh, honestly, I felt like a big failure. Uh, I had failed as a husband. You know, my wife was in this building uh, taking care of some kids. I felt like I failed as a father. My daughter Paisley was about eight months old, I think, around this time, roughly. Uh, and I'm standing here trying to protect my wife, my daughter, along with hundreds of other people's wives, daughters, and husbands. Uh, and all I had was a pen, which is idiotic. If something would have happened, and if my kids would have been hurt, uh, or if my daughter would have been hurt, if my wife would have been hurt, uh, it would have been my fault. And it really was up to me at this moment to make a change. I had to do something different because I epically screwed up. Now, after the situation was over, I remember walking up to Tiffany, and I said to her, you know, we're both a little shaken up. I said, Tiffany, this is never going to happen to us again. It was in this moment that I realized that I cannot simply avoid evil people. Sometimes they come looking for us. And in fact, I think that's most times. You know, bad guys are predators and they are looking for who they can hurt. I realized that if I truly wanted to keep my family safe, I had to take some pretty drastic steps to be ready for evil to show up. Now, we left the church that day and uh, we stopped at a local gun store where I purchased a Glock 19 and I registered for a concealed carry course. Now, my plan was to simply pick up my gun after the mandatory waiting period, attend this course, and instantly be ready for a life or death situation. What I quickly realized is that the state required concealed carry class wasn't enough. It definitely was, it, it helped. I mean, it gave me a lot of good training, but it was not enough information. It wasn't enough hands-on. It wasn't enough for me to be ready to actually use a gun in a life or death situation. So I set out on a journey. I set out uh, looking for more training. I started watching videos, reading books, attending online courses, in-person courses, and I started training with my new firearm every single day. After years of training and preparation, uh, once again, my skills were put to the test. I was walking with my then six-year-old and four-year-old sons, uh, Lincoln and Jackson. It was a pretty normal day, you know, I'm like tripping them and we're poking fun at each other and stuff. 
and all of a sudden this guy stepped out from behind this wall. Now this man was clearly on drugs. He looked like he could be homeless, kind of like that fine line between when you know for sure somebody is homeless and maybe somebody is just a drug addict. Uh, his clothes were really dirty. The guy, he really just looked, he had like an, a look of rage and anger and the guy just looked insane. Now I noticed that the man, when he stepped out from the wall, that he was moving his left arm in a really strange way. So I glanced at this guy's hand and I noticed that the man was holding a piece of metal. It was a round piece of metal, kind of like a drill bit, that he had filed the point down into a really sharp point. Now at this moment, my training kicked in. And within the blink of an eye, I drew my gun and I screamed, drop it or you're gonna die. There was uh, an expletive in there, but uh, you know. The guy dropped the weapon uh, and I held him there at gunpoint until the police arrived. Now, did I have a legal right to shoot this guy? Yeah, uh, I think I did. I think I did. You know, I, um, I'll talk about the story later in detail, but according to the Florida statute, I think I had a right to pull the trigger. But because I had spent the last few years developing the proper mindset, I was able to exercise a tremendous amount of self-control by giving this bad guy the opportunity to surrender. Honestly, if, this if that same scenario would have happened as soon as I got my gun, as soon as I got my concealed carry permit, I probably would have shot him. And the negative of what would have happened, again, I think it would have been legal, but I think that it would have caused five plus years of massive stress on me and my family. Because back then I didn't have the proper mindset, uh, my family would probably have gone bankrupt because we wouldn't have had enough money to go through the legal problems, the attorneys, the civil lawsuit, uh, the criminal trial, and all that stuff. Uh, I would not have been able to handle the emotional trauma of taking a person's life. Thank God I had spent all those years developing the proper mindset because that is what really gave me the confidence that in that moment, I wasn't stressed. In that moment, I was scared, but I wasn't shaking, I wasn't overwhelmed, I didn't have you know, uh, the chemicals rushing in my brain that would make me overreact. And it was because of the training that I knew exactly what to do and I knew exactly what not to do. Well, listen guys, I hope you enjoyed the uh, kind of a little bit about the story of how I started uh, down my path of concealed carry and kind of how it's affected me. Uh, tomorrow, I'm going to share some really cool stuff, uh, some more little intricacies of the story. So until next time, sheepdogs, stay safe.